feeding of werewolves. Episode 20 Moonshine and Goodbyes. Hello, and welcome to Care and Feeding of Werewolves, a podcast addressing issues and current events in the paranormal community. I'm your host, Hazel Thornton. You've probably already heard the rumors of a bug going around. At this point, we don't know what it is. People are exhibiting symptoms of weakened magic, and this is affecting their systems in species that are more dependent on magic, such as, let's say, mermaids, selkies, you get the picture. So obviously that's affecting their immune systems overall, But it could be a novel virus, like we haven't had enough of those recently, a really sneaky curse, spontaneous mass progression of a heretofore unknown disease. Who knows? Curses, at least, we know how to prevent. So let's go over some methods. And by the way, if you're one of the afflicted and any of these work, let us know. It's important. I became intimately familiar with all of these methods as a teenager when I tried to uh, hex another kid. Oh no. Don't ask. Did you try to put boils on her butt? Something like that? Um, yeah. (laughs) Stop it, I'm gonna boil your butt. That doesn't even make sense. Your face doesn't make sense. You know, Touche. Touche, Hazel. I tried one thing after another to break the curse that backfired onto me. And believe me when I say that a 15-year-old whose acnes suddenly quadrupled is highly motivated to fix it. (laughs) Bathing in salt water didn't work. Jumping over a bonfire. Nuh-uh. Don't wear polyester. Ooh, that shit melts. And tie your hair back. Maybe even do it sky-clad. What finally worked was wearing all of my clothes inside out. And I do mean all of my clothing. And turn witter shins three times a night for an entire week while reciting a spell to make the curse lose its target. Try wearing your clothes like that in high school for several days on top of all of your hair falling out. Oh no. Oh yes. Oh, I bet you started a fashion trend right there. No, no, not so much. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Although the lack of hair made jumping the bonfire attempt easier, the hair singeing thing was mm, something else. Hair singeing? Yeah, why you should tie your hair back when jumping over fire, you just don't ask. Oh, God. You know... Bet you smelled wonderful. (laughs) 
better than your dirty gym socks. Hey, some people like it. Like Otto. I'm, I'm going to pretend that conversation did not just happen because my I don't even know where I was going with that sentence. Just cut that thing out there. Just. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say because I ran out of a comeback. You know, that's what my socks said. Oh, God, you are filthy. You are disgusting. <laughs> Some of the other kids called me a dyke because they thought I'd shaved my head, which was weird because oh, you'd have man. thought they'd have known I was into girls because of my girlfriend, not because of the lack of hair. Yeah, no kidding. So if this is a curse, all attempts to trace it back to the source have failed. And that's not just me talking. Even our fearless leaders, the Elders Enclave, has tried. So if you have any further knowledge, please share it with the show. You can email us at feedingwerewolves at gmail.com. You can talk to your primary care provider. You can talk to the Elders Enclave. And you can also speak to the Grand Council of Elders representing all, the, all of our races, of course, right? The more data points that we have, the more we'll know and the better we'll be able to face this as a community. So on to our next segment. Isadora. Rosemary? Ferrex. Rosemary? Isadora? Ballard? Ah, Rosemary? Isadora? Ferrex? Sorry, I didn't realize there was an elder's conclave. I'll just get out of your hair. Sit down, Hazel. <sighs> We've heard you've made a new friend. We're not pleased. I wouldn't call him a friend, Stop really. Stop quibbling. You know what we mean. He's a dangerous ally. At best. Agreed. I concur. You've always wanted to heal the broken, and you've taken challenges as dares your entire life, my Hazel Thorn. He's not even an ally, not really. 
I only told him if he found anything of use against Perthro to share, and if he was even being honest at the time, I haven't even heard from him since he's been on the run from them. You will. We've all dreamt it. So, what do I do? We foresee you trying to heal him, and we see what he could do. So we won't take him to justice for his crimes. We will give him a chance. Should you choose to keep him close, he will be your responsibility. His actions will be your actions. If he must be held accountable, you'll be held with him. I have a choice? What happens if I forsake him? He will be given justice for his crimes against us. The Council of Elders of all races will decide his fate, Hazel. It is time to decide. No good deed goes unpunished. Yes, I'll be his keeper. So So maybe. Lovely tea, Rosemary. Thank you for the tea. We'll be keeping an eye on you. This is quite the house for a witch as young as you, Hazel. Uh-huh. Won't you be scared as a single woman living in a big house all alone? <sighs> Ballard. What? It's a very complicated inheritance. Are you sure you're up for it? <clears throat> Ballard, that's enough. Let me talk to her. Of course, of course. I am at your service if you ever need anything, my dear. Good night to you both. Be well, dear cousins. You want to tell me what he's on about? Um, I'm moving to Darkstead. What? Why? Well, there are some things you just can't come back from, Hazelthorn. Is this because I'm playing parole officer to Malcolm? This is about me, not him. I feel out of sync here, like I don't quite fit into my old life anymore. You got your magic back. Yeah, it took a little while, but maybe all you need is to get back into your routine. I can step back and hand things back over. I know I can be a little domineering. No, you're handling things wonderfully, and I couldn't be prouder of you. If I wanted to be in charge again, you know I'd have said something. Uh, Unless you want to finish your residency. I mean, you you said you weren't interested. No, but I still need you. Oh, you haven't needed me for a long time, dear one. And although I love you to bits, your hovering isn't helping me. We haven't lived together for long periods of time since you were a teenager, and we've both changed. Especially me. As long as I'm around, people will continue to bypass you and come straight to me, even when I don't want them to. 
Because they trust you. Well, those ones are also the stubborn pricks who hate change, and I won't coddle them, even if I had it in me. Darksteads mostly our kind. Is it because you'll feel safer with fewer humans around? Partly that, but don't think I'm putting myself out to pasture just yet. I intend to hang my own shingle there since De La Rosa's retiring. But, Nana, this is your home. This has been my home for a century. I've never lived anywhere else, and I think I'd like to try it. I'm sorry if my worrying made you feel like you have to leave. I just... They taught us about PTSD, but not the reality of it, and not in someone close to us. Was there something I should have done differently? Oh, oh gods, does Addison think I hover? <laughs> Addison's a kid who sometimes needs someone to hover. It's not that. That's just annoying. Hazel, this is where I was attacked. I don't feel safe here anymore. Where Malcolm attacked you? Fuck! And now he's coming back around, and you just let me... I am so stupid. Of course you can't stay here. And it is my fault. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It's not your fault. Remember, I'm used to him. I worked with him for months. It's actually a relief that you're working on Malcolm, because maybe, maybe that means you can forgive me for working at Perthrow, too. There's nothing to forgive. If it weren't for you, a lot more people would have died. Addison would likely be dead. You would be dead if you hadn't agreed to counteract the transplant rejections. And if it weren't for him, neither you nor Addison would probably be here, even though he's the reason why you were taken in the first place. I can't repay him by handing him over, even knowing that. And I know, I just, it was so evil, and I helped them. But that's enough of that. <clears throat> Wallowing never solved anything. I live with a teenager and another who practically lives here. Do not underestimate my ability to wallow and get shit done. <laughs> I'll process the angst for both of us. You never did grow out of your goth phase. I keep telling you, black hides bloodstains. Did I say I disapproved? Silly girl. Because I love you, I'll break the news to Julia and Addison. When do you plan on leaving? Well, I was thinking of starting packing today. This feels so weird to say, but take whatever you need. It'll be easier for us to replace anything. Are you sure about moving to the middle of nowhere? Hovering. Okay then, this isn't hovering. What the hell, Nana? You couldn't have warned me the freaking Enclave was here? Giving me warning would have let me squirm some more, really made me suffer. Y'all used to be really good at that, especially Isadora. I'd ask what crawled up her butt, but, I mean, the whole situation's messed up. Mm, that's not how it works. It's tradition. 
Tradition's just peer pressure from the old and the dead. Fine, this way you didn't have a chance to panic and second-guess yourself beforehand. Yeah, no, better to panic and second-guess after the fact. If you didn't grasp the magnitude of the decision you've made, I didn't raise you right. Either way, I have a man's soul on my conscience. And you tried to raise me right, telling me not to feed strays. But I didn't listen, and apparently this stray's coming back around. Oh, I had that problem when I was young and beautiful too, dear. (coughs) And I'm not sure what he'll go through with you will be any more merciful than the Grand Council. I love you too. Crap, did I choose wrong? Am I a terrible person for not turning him over? Of course you aren't. You're having a natural reaction to seeing gangrene in the body politic. A single case with signs of improvement is treatable. Systemic requires amputation. You're too much of a healer to just shrug and chop off a limb prematurely, and Malcolm is part of our body now. Dude, Nana, freezing! It remains to be seen if he responds to antibiotics. Now, what do high doses of antibiotics do to the liver? Kill the liver and kidneys if unmanaged. Amongst other things. Exactly. You have to monitor the treatment very closely. Fuck, how am I going to do this? Well, for some reason, Malcolm's pack-bonded to you. Use that. What? No, he hasn't. He's known me for all of two seconds, and most of that's been me yelling at and threatening him. (laughs) Deny it all you like. It won't make it any less true. It's not even possible. Any magic, like bonds, go poof around him. Well, but he's a freshly turned werewolf. He has to imprint on a group. It's a strengthening of an instinct humans already have. Not necessarily magic. Stop banging your head on the table, dear. You'll just aggravate that headache of yours. Thanks, I guess, for letting me make my own decisions without trying to force me into doing what you think I should do. Speaking of which, how's your old man? The usual. Phone calls on birthdays and holidays. The less we talk, the less we fight. What is in this tea? (sighs) Moonshine. That sweet friend of Julia sends me a jug every now and then. That's because Lummy has a crush on you. As he should. I'm a G-I-L-F gilf. Be right back, turning myself and Malcolm in so the council can put us both out of our misery. (laughs) I love you. Love you too. Still sulking. I said I was sorry. Oh, tell that to the year you shaved off my life. Oh, please. How'd it go? I need a beer. It wasn't that bad. I told you they weren't ready for busy streets. How bad was it? They managed to turn on the wipers and spray, couldn't figure out how to turn them off, and drifted into the oncoming lane. Okay, 
you never showed me where the windshield wipers are, and we live in the Pacific Northwest for Frick's sake. So really, whose fault is that? All right, all right. Say it. You're right. You're always right. Thank you. Hey, Addison, there are apple fritters in the kitchen. What happened? You want the bad news or the worst news first? Let's rip the band-aid off. Worst news first. The elders informed me that Malcolm's likely to turn up again soon, and I'm to be kind of like his parole officer. You what? And you agreed to this? It was either that or execution, and I couldn't... I just couldn't. Have you lost your damn mind? Oh, wait, I forgot who I was talking to. (sighs) You're too damn soft-hearted sometimes. I mean, I get it, but he's a fucking fascist. You know how that's going to go over with the community, right? I know they're going to have a problem with it. Every problem has a solution. My favorite is melting them with lie. Hopefully, this just means he has something on Perthrow, and then he'll fuck off again. The other news is that Nana's moving away. What? No. Why? This is her home. That's what I said. Apparently, she feels she's changed and needs something else. Something else? What? Where else is that? Where's she going? Uh, Darkstead. It's a place up north. It's mostly people like us, not as many humans. That's... I... I... I guess I... I guess that's a good place for her. I mean, I don't know the place. Uh, Has she got friends there? Family? Is she gonna have people around? Yeah, she's taking over a friend's practice, and she does have people there. I... I don't know how to explain any of this to Addison. You're looking to me to help you figure out how to tell Ads that the guy who kidnapped them and held them prisoner for months so that they could be cut up and experimented on will be showing up again and you're gonna hold his fucking hand. This is the only home either of us have got left, Hayes, and if he's around... Don't be surprised if Addison wants to go with Nana just to get away from Malcolm. I know. I'd suggest it to them myself, but I don't want them to think that I don't want them here. I don't want them to go either. God, it's like everyone I can talk to is leaving me. I'm not leaving you. Babysitting a fash? It's gonna be hard to be around that. I'm not leaving you either. Fucking hell! How long have you been listening in? Long enough. I'm not dumb. Your favorite fritters are upstairs. I totally don't want to talk to Julia alone or anything. Nothing sus here. Really, House? You always made sure to creak when I tried to eavesdrop as a kid. My own freaking house plays favorites. Maybe it just knows what's good for us better than we do. Hmm. Look, 
I get why Nana wants to move. It's hard for her to look at me or anyone else who was there. It's not like she's ever said anything, but she's sad whenever she sees me. Oh, God, that's, that's, that's hard. And I don't think she can handle it that people still trust her after that. It's pretty easy to, like, not trust yourself after something like that, you know? Sometimes you feel a little like you're going crazy. I, I think I understand. Sometimes I think I had it easier. I mean, at least I didn't have to try to go back to school and pretend to be a normal teenager. I could figure shit out without people expecting me to be who I was before. You guys didn't know me from before, so you've never acted like you were walking on eggshells like you have been with her. <sighs> don't worry about me. I mean, I don't know how I feel about seeing him again, but I don't want to run away either. I've got friends now, I like my classes with Emma, I don't want to lose my life again. <laughs> Maybe we can find ways to make his life a little bit harder while he's here. <laughs> I can put up a magical signal so you don't have to walk in and be surprised. You can have forewarning and make your own choice. I don't know when, just that'll happen. Divination's like that sometimes. I'll give you the key to my place, too, for when you don't want to deal with them. That'd be cool. Thanks, both of you. I'm gonna miss Nana, though. Does she text? <laughs> of course I text. Okay, House, now you're messing with me. Um, I'm gonna miss you. Me too. I'm gonna miss you, too. All of you. Ow, Otto, stop throttling me with your tail. Yeah, there, that's better. I love you too. Y'all can come visit. It's not that far away. Are these your bags? Yep, Valifar's gonna give me a lift. Hey, do me a favor. Sing Baby Shark to him. <laughs> it, did I miss something? <laughs> Children's songs work great at exorcisms. <laughs> okay. He should be here any minute. Addison, I love you and I want you to give Hazel as many gray hairs as she gave hey. me when I was your age. <laughs> Can do. And Julia, don't be so hard on Hazel. I love you and you're not going to lose me, okay, sweetheart? Okay, Nana. I love you too. Hey, maybe we can come visit sometime. It's been a while since we had a vacation, you know? You do that? I'll introduce you to some cute orcs I know. <laughs> Suddenly I feel better about this whole thing. La 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 la! <laughs> Jules, Ads, would you please carry my bags outside? Oh, the smell of this portal takes forever to air out once it gets in. Thanks. I'll be along in just a minute. I'm proud of you for finding your own family, Hazel. You're still a part of that family, even if you just need to be by yourself for a while. Oh, I know. But it's nice to hear. Think of it as a retirement. I've certainly earned one. 
You just don't want to have to raise teenagers again. Not after you, you handful. (laughs) I learned from the best. It was fun, though. You have good instincts, but watch that anxiety. You can't protect them from everything. And remember, knowledge is power, especially for kids. The last thing those two need is to be sheltered. Trust them to make good decisions, and they will. They're good kids. They are. Now, Malcolm, on the other hand, you keep your cards close to your chest. You know that, of course, but it's worth repeating. I think you chose the right path, but that's because he was already reforming himself. I wouldn't have even done that if he hadn't already taken that first step. You saw his soul wasn't completely gone. He could still go back, though. Don't hide the ugly, but don't let him know it could touch him, too. Now, don't forget to feed the plants. You know the house eats all the mice, so get those live feeder ones from the pet store. Mm -hmm. The plants will just spit the dead ones out at your head, you know. I feel like I just got you back, and now I'm losing you all over again. Honey, you won't lose me. We'll be in touch like never before. Yeah, we will, because I'll be texting you ten times a day asking stupid questions like how to tell the difference between (laughs) hemlock and yarrow. (laughs) Oh, LOL. And there went the moment. I think we're done here. (laughs) I sure love you, my Hazel Thorn. (laughs) You'll forever be my favorite grandchild. Only grandchild. (laughs) My my only one, but still. (laughs) I love you, Nana. Okay, now you better go before I start crying, and Julia and Ads will worry if they see me bawling. (laughs) No, they'd give you comfort. Don't be afraid to let them see you cry. Mm. I love you too, Hazel. I'll see you later, and that's a promise. My lady, your broomstick awaits. Ooh, do tell. I think I'm going to enjoy this ride. My dear Rosemary, I am a married demon. Well, I'm still going to enjoy it. How's the spawn? Oh, that reminds me. Baby shark. Dead shark, that's you. No, stop. Stop. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Brenna Anderson Dowd and Frederick Elmore. Sound design by Frederick Elmore with music by Kevin Elmore. Featuring Brenna Anderson Dowd as Hazel, Frederick Elmore as Julia and Valifar, Noelle Rose as Nana, Taryn Baldwin as Addison, Kyle Knudsen as Ballard, Stasi Dimitrova as Isadora, and Queenie Todd as Ferex. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend over some moonshine and tea. Find us on Facebook at Care and Feeding of Werewolves, Twitter or Instagram as Care Werewolves, or email us at feedingwerewolves at gmail.com. Care and Feeding of Werewolves is a podcast distributed by Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions and licensed under a Creative Commons non-commercial attribution share-alike 4.0 International. All content on the Care and Feeding of Werewolves podcast is purely fictional and for entertainment purposes only. 
always seek medical advice from your doctor or other qualified health provider. Reliance on any information provided by Care and Feeding of Werewolves, Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions, or anyone involved with the production of this podcast is solely at your own risk. Although, if you intend to be leaping over any bonfires, do tie back long hair and avoid clothes that can melt. <laughs>